0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. I'm excited for another awesome month. Here we are heading into March, and we are three months into 2019. Where are you right now? What are you working on? Have you heard about the new changes to the VA loan? We got VA Loan Yoda coming up here to talk to you guys about what's happening this year on our VA loan uh, changes and also to shed some light on the lending process. It's some good stuff, and I hope you guys enjoy. Hey, hey, Freedom Fighters! Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, the only place... Where military members, veterans, and their families learn how to build wealth through real estate investing. I'm your host, Mike Foster, and I'm here to show you how to stop wasting your benefits. Now get off your ass, step up to the firing line, and make ready for today's lesson. Shooter, stand by. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I have our very special guest yet again, VA Loan Yoda. That's right. We've got him back here, and he is going to tell us some new developments on the VA loan for 2019, what's going on in the market, and uh, sharing some of his expertise over the past 2018, what he's learned. Uh, Super excited to have you here. What's going on, Bernie? How are you doing?
1: doing good, doing good. Uh, Looking for a new year and just seeing, well, the market, we've been told, is supposed to be getting slower, but by taking advantage of of, uh, clients and referrals and everything. We did 8,500 loans last year in a slow market, so we take advantage of every avenue that we can to connect with new clients or uh, work with existing clients. Uh, I do that all the time, so I'm looking forward to... uh, doing as much as I can this year to help everybody. So
0: oh, it's, uh, all right. All right. As right. talking about. Yeah. And we thank you for, uh, for helping out veterans out there. We appreciate it. Um, NBKC is a really good bank and um, definitely, uh, definitely appreciate what you guys are doing. Um, so please, can you, can you tell us, um, give us some insight on 2019? How does that, how does that look? I mean, so you're saying that uh, there was a slow market last year. You guys closed on 8,500. Um, but you know, this year, um, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of tension going on, right? Because we've been seeing the market is up almost at its peak, uh, and it's now starting to slow down for sure. But, um, but tell us like what, what are some of the new developments, um, uh, in loans for next year and especially in the VA loan?
1: Well, the good news is that the County limit, except for the higher price ones, is now four hundred eighty-four thousand three hundred fifty dollars. So wow, that's up right. nicely from last year. So uh, you know you can do one hundred percent financing on a VA loan to that amount. Nice. Um, the bond market was you know when this with the stock market just running crazy. It was uh, the rates were getting higher, but with this correction in the stock market this past week or two, the rates have come down. And so depending on the loan amount and the credit score for a VA loan, um, I've been quoting some people 3.875 and with no points. What? So that's, yeah, that's a little higher loan amount, you know, maybe 300 or so, but even if it's a little bit of a lower loan, it's only 4% with zero points. So. It's uh, backed off, and it's it's helped some people that were holding off, and now they realize, okay, here's a chance to get a better rate. Right. A better move. So, fortunately, some people are that were on the fence because they're a little nervous, um, or were taking advantage of the dip in the rate, and you know, cut your payment. And it's we also offer if the market were to improve by a quarter of a point and an individual is 10 days from closing will work on getting their rate floated down. And fortunately the investors don't do that for free, but you know, it, you know, we, we look at both sides and go, okay, here's, here's the cost to float down. Here's what you'll save a month. And then we decide if it's worth it is, you know, depending on how long the individual is going to own a home and, the one I just closed the other day, he says I'm not going anywhere. He's a FedEx pilot, retired uh, Air Force, and he says I'm I'm not going anywhere for a while. So in his case, it was worth paying the cost to float it down. But we floated him down a quarter of a point, so he's a lot happier with the payment. Especially since he's you know he's in Nashville and he's not going anywhere. Right, right. So it just, but we, I always say, okay, here's what, what it's going to cost you, and here's your savings, and then we just divide it out, see how many months it's going to take to break even. And if they're going to, depending on if they're still active duty or they're uh, out of the military, if it's worth it, and I'll give them an honest answer. Just say, you know, if you want to throw money away, I, my daughter's going to college in Spain, you can just throw it this way that uh, so we always, I always go over what, if it's, you know, if it's to their best interest to take advantage financially, of the float down or not.
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. No. Um, and it, that makes sense too, because I mean, if he's not going anywhere for a while or the gentleman that you, that you'd help, he's not going anywhere for a while, then, you know, that that's good. You know, he's able to lock in a lower rate for a longer period of time. He's going to pay less interest. and in, and that's awesome, but what what kind of cost does does that come? At? Is it is it high? Is it like, or what exactly do you guys charge for for something like that?
1: Well, it's what the it's the investors we work with. Um, oh, okay, it could be uh, in his case, it was um, three eighths of a of a point, so it's point three seven five percent of the of his loan amount,
0: and that gets added into the closing costs, right?
1: Right. Okay. He just pays that, you know, pays it in closing, right? And the seller gave him a credit, so that that's why he did it. Because the seller gave him a, a credit toward his closing costs, so he just decided to use the seller's money to buy his rate down.
0: Outstanding. See that, guys? Never ever forget that closing costs are negotiable, right? And you can always ask a seller for credit um, towards closing or even to negotiate a certain amount. In some states, right, there are some loans where if you're going the conventional route, right, where the seller can only uh, cover a certain amount when it comes to Fannie Freddie mortgages. But uh, in most cases, these are negotiable. So definitely negotiate as much as you can. And get as much as you can on that closing table. That's awesome. That's awesome. Right. It's
1: VA allows up to 4% mm-hmm. of the sales price. And in States like New York, where the closing costs are just painful, <laughs> right. um, with the, the taxes, Oh, they're atrocious, but there's other ways to work and go above the 4%. So, because I'm doing one now that the closing costs are like, on a VA loan, it's like $14,000. It's just crazy. That is. Oh, goodness. And that's zero fees from us, so it's all third-party
0: fees. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah, New York is definitely an expensive place to invest. Um, I'm from New York City, oh. but I, I will not be investing up there anytime soon.
1: <laughs> so. Oh, no. Or, or D.C. is just as... I've had well, the I've done some refinances for properties in D.C., and fortunately, it was worth it for the individual to because he's keeping the property as a rental. And uh, right. he said in D.C. there is no lack of qualified you know clients to uh, rent his rent his con his uh, townhome. So you know, for him it was we discussed it and worked out, crunched the numbers and in his case, he was, since he was going to keep it long-term, it was worth it for him to refinance it. And we, the savings on the what he made on his payment was more than worth it for what, you know, for long-term. So right. that's what we, we always look at if it's to my client's best interest and I was explaining to a realtor that she, a, there's a negotiations on repairs. She goes, I don't want to throw them under the bus. I said, that will never happen. My priority is my client, you know, above the bank. And, you know, granted, that's a fine line to walk, but I always make sure that my clients get the absolute best offer and, you know, rate everything that I, that I can get for them. And so it and the fact that we are one of uh, Costco's and now they're down to just six preferred lenders for the entire country. That's more, you know, people say, well, we don't know you. I said, well, do you know Costco? And they go, oh, yeah. I said, well, you know how they deal with quality. I said, "Our, our initial approval process with Costco took two years. That's how thoroughly they vetted us. So that helps people understand that, yeah, we're, you know, we did three, two and a half billion in loans. We did of the 8,500 loans we did last year. I think a minimum of 60% were VA loans. That's just, it's our niche. And for me, I end up doing probably eight out of, 80% of the loans I do every month are VA so right i right. enjoy
0: that yeah for those of you who don't know va Lone yoda make sure you go back and you check out one of the earlier episodes where we introduced him but but bernie you've been doing this for like well over 20 years now right i mean it's this is
1: Ooh, right and a it's um uh, it's uh been here it'll be, this is my 14th year here and uh with the reputation and the management we have um we are advancing. way how fast we can get loans through? Um, my record for closing a loan is 12 days on a VA. Wow! I try not. I try not to do that very often because that does put a little pressure on things. But we can always move it out for an individual as long as we get appraisal and title and, and everything else is clean. We can close sooner if needed for a borrower i've had somebody that suddenly found out he was going to get going tdy and he needed to close a week early and we were able to update everything and get it done and he was all everything was finished in two days prior to him having to to go out of town so we've got
0: that's impressive
1: (laughs) well we we yeah, we process an underwrite here. Everything is in-house right. from start to finish, our closing department, our funding department. And having all of that, literally, if I need to talk to an underwriter or a processor, I can just walk around the building and go talk to them. So that makes things a lot easier.
0: No, I'm sure it does. That makes it it makes it a whole lot easier. And, and the fact that you can close in on a VA loan in 12 days is impressive. Uh, that, that's awesome because the fastest I've ever heard was 30 days. So, And it normally takes a long time because even scheduling appraisals and whatnot, that's, that's insane. Oh, my goodness. But um, It just
1: worked out. It just worked out. The appraiser was available. Uh, he wasn't busy. That I mean, that was right. the big
0: thing. Right, right, yeah. The, appraisal inspector. We
1: got the appraisal in five days.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: That's a good That idea. you know that it 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 wasn't us. It was the fact it was just all everything aligned for the borrower. Right. That, that it, because everything else was, uh, and ironically, the day we closed was the day that her lease was up.
0: Wow. Nice. Outstanding.
1: So it, I I was uh. I was her hero for the day.
0: Yeah, fact. <laughs> <Believe> <laughs> that. VA loan Yoda to the rescue. That's it. <laughs> so uh so can you can this is actually a perfect segue. Can you walk us through what um the lending process is? I mean, I think there's a lot of confusion behind, you know, what um what people uh expect or or think what happens after they've given you their information or, or you know what, maybe let's walk it back, right? Let's talk about what. A successful transaction looks like to maximize or I guess minimize the amount of time needed to close a loan? Like what do you expect from a veteran that comes to you and says, Hey, Bernie, I'm looking for a loan. Can you help me out?
1: Well, the way that it works is um, they can either do their loan application through a secure link from my email. That way, you know, If they need to get their wife social or they need to get some numbers on income or assets, they can do that. and it immediately uploads to my system, I'm notified, or I can do it verbally over the phone and get them pre-qualified. If an individual wants to be pre-approved, then they'll need income and asset documents, but I can get a full pre-approval in 24 hours or less. Awesome. So once, and that's what the realtor is going to want to see is because the seller always wants to know, are these people qualified? So once we do all that, so really that's the hard part, getting that done because then we, I pull up the COE, the certificate of eligibility, we get everything as lined up as possible. So it's all ready to go. And then once they get a contract, they send me the, They email me the contract. We lock in the rate. And within a day, their loan documents are sent to them electronically. And as fast as that individual gets their job done, meaning as long as they get the documents all signed, then I can immediately get it back in the system and start pushing it to get going. Um, I've closed a couple that there was a, for this, because the seller needed more time, it was a 45-day close. We were ready three weeks early, so it's it just we can work with anybody's schedules. Like when they, if it's a 45-day close, the only one on the states that that ends up being closer to that is the attorney states up in the Northeast. And depending on the attorney, you can either it some are just ridiculously slow, but anywhere that has just a regular title company like we do here in Kansas and Missouri, that's no problem because we can get on that right away and we'll get the get the loan into my get to my it'll be pre underwritten if it's not already pre approved. We run it through our electronic approval engine. That tells us if there's any hiccups right, you know, right up front. Then it goes to underwriting for a quick review to see if there's anything that I may have overlooked that we needed. Then it goes to the processor, and then processor will order the title. When I submit the loan, I order the appraisal, so we can move as quick as the client needs, or. We even though it may be a farther, you know, lock. Like I've got one that's closed on the fifteenth of February. The appraisal's already been ordered. Right. So we'll we'll get everything done rather quickly. We've uh, I've got an assistant that also helps when documents and everything comes in, or she will sometimes connect with the borrower directly for items that we may be needing. Uh, say a form was completed correctly. She'll get on that, copy me to say, okay, I've done this. And the borrower will just reply all when they send it back. And usually on those cases, it's just um, a simple, one of the simple forms that always gets overlooked is the, uh, it's, it tells if they have child care. And some people misunderstand that. And it's just, you pay child care and Sometimes they'll put no, but they have to put a reason, you know, something as simple as their school age, you know, we, they don't have daycare. Uh, the other form that always f- confuses people, it's called an appraisal waiver form. The purpose for this is Fannie Mae requires that the buyer must re- have their appraisal a minimum of three days prior to the loan closing. And the purpose of the waiver is is for some reason, the appraiser had to make some corrections. maybe the street was spelled wrong, just any minor details because they have to be exact. And we may get that appraisal back to the corrections two days before closing. Well, without that waiver form, the individual will have to wait to the third day to close. So and I I lost count of how many times I explained that, the waiver, but it doesn't mean that you're giving up the right to the appraisal because it's regulations that a borrower receive their appraisal
0: right, before yeah. they close. I was going to say, yeah, and this is not something that's going to completely remove the appraisal. This is something that... Right.
1: It's just one that's it's confusing, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. And so I will, when I'm doing the application and everything, I will explain that. I said, you're going to get this form, and it's going to sound like you're giving up your appraisal, which obviously is not the case because of regulations. Once they understand that, then it's like, oh, okay, no big deal. And I said, yeah, it's just... Make sure you close on time, and once it's approved, then it goes to final underwrite, the and they make sure all the Ts are crossed, eyes are dotted. Then we have a, a quality department that does a double check. And once they say okay, you're good, it it goes to closing. The closer will get in touch with. The title company or attorney that's handling it. Um, a big thing that's come up lately is um, criminals have been spoofing realtors' emails to a client. We had an individual. What? That, yeah, they will spoof. You know, they'll use the have the realtor's information. Go, okay, here's the wiring instructions to send your funds. And it's fraud. And we had a client who um, sent the money early from this uh, false email, and was out eighty thousand dollars. Oh my God! So, wow. So, right. And so now we're really adamant when we go, okay, you know, they go, well, I want to wire the funds, and you go, and I say, okay we'll be in touch with the title company. You double check. If somebody sent you some instructions, then you call the title company and verify. Yes, indeed they did. And you go over the instructions with them and make sure you read off the email address that it goes to, to verify that, yes, okay, this is the correct one. And every loan closing now, after that one poor individual, I make sure that my clients know. Okay, or I will have the title. I will call the title company. They will send it. Send the instructions to me. I will call them back and verify that it's correct. Then I'll forward the email to my my client. To it's just another another level of protection. Unfortunately, the bad guys always try to figure out ways to. Steal. that's true
0: so wow oh my god we just
1: it's, it's you know sad. i've heard another story somebody lost a hundred and thirty thousand. what it wasn't our bank it was on the tv it was on the local news
0: right but it's um, something that's that's going on now and it's definitely something oh, it's, you need to watch out for absolutely oh you, my goodness
1: it's and you know anybody i work with i'm going to remind them go don't, if you get instructions early, um, don't always believe it, when we get a title package from a title company, if they send the wiring instructions with the title package, that my processor will call and verify that everything is verified. And then we will know right up front that the instructions that we have are correct. Yeah. Cause we're not about to, you know, say it was a $300,000 loan. You know, we're going to be wiring $300,000. We're going to make sure the money goes exactly where it's supposed to. Absolutely. And then, and in the meantime we always do, you know, my job is to protect my borrowers and that, and, Especially when they're veterans, to me that's personal, and I don't want. you know, And I'll protect them. I've, I've had to fight with a couple of realtors on different items to say no, you can't do that, or because the listing agent will try to get away with something. Right. And absolutely. And I'll just say, I was here last Saturday for a couple hours getting this all scored away with the listing agent for my. T- to protect my borrower. That's what we what I do and the quality of people we have here that's we take pride in and the reputation we have means everything. And we continue to ensure that we keep the reputation we have and, and it makes my job easier when I have people go, Oh yeah, we already know about you you know, you guys are, you, you're, you, who you're, who you say you are. And it, it makes it nice. You know, I've had a the referral goes, Oh yeah. They told me you're the only one to talk to. And I, I, you know, I get, I laugh, I go, yeah, well that's true. So.
0: Oh man. Oh uh, <laughs> well, yeah. V.A. Lone Yoda. You're the, you're the man that makes things happen in 12 days. Apparently. Well, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Phew, yeah. <laughs> but the way the market is now, um With individuals, if somebody goes through like Lending Tree or any of the other websites to apply for a loan, they are going to get pounded. I've, I've had people tell me, you're the fourth or fifth call ad already. Um, and it's a shame, but the market is shrinking, so there's same group of people that are going after fewer opportunities. And what Fannie Mae told management here is that they easily, because the market has slowed down, that there will be several companies that go out of business Mm. this first quarter. And we're not hiring. And the the list of resumes that management has for loan officer slots, I think they have an excess of 100 resumes. Because we have the reputation of being a premier shop. Wow. Right. And it's because we make sure we do it right. And so for me, uh, my job is ten times easier if it's a like somebody that comes through the podcast where I've talked to other people that have listened to this. They were already working with another lender but they called me because their, their loan officer didn't explain things to them Mm. and and granted they stayed with that lender, but I helped them understand what they were doing because their loan officer
0: didn't. Wow. And that's, and that's important. That's absolutely key. You know, you got to understand what it is that you're getting into. And if you don't ask the questions. And if you realize that your lender's not, not helping you out, then I mean, I recommend find a new one. You know, I wouldn't just, you know, stay with someone who's not answering your questions or not making you feel like you're, you know, in control or, or you're, you understand what's going on in this process. I, I got, I got a couple other questions too. Um, what sure. can we talk about? Um, so in the financials piece, right. And we've, we've spoken a mm-hmm. little bit about um, certain things that, um, people need to bring, but I think people get confused. So can we break down real quick what financials are required for a client to bring to you as a lender?
1: If they're active duty, it's a 30 day LAS, Mm -hmm. the last two W2s and their bank statements. Um, sometimes we'll need a statement of service letter. Um, if they get through personnel, or from uh, up in their unit. That and a contract is it for active duty. Uh, if it's a, if they're out of the service, it's just three consecutive pay stubs, the W-2s. We have a one of the different things that we're connecting with is that. We are, if they're civilians, we have a service that does, depending on their employment, we can verify employment and income, which eliminates the need for the pay stubs and the W 2s. We also have another service called Account Check that will send us their bank statements so they don't have to print off online or go to their bank. So that just cuts down what the the borrower needs to bring to us because they have to give their password to go into the system for the account check and all they have to do is change the password after the loan closes and we can get an updated statement through account check for that individual so they don't have to bother with Going down to the bank and getting the statement that shows their earnest deposit check is cleared. So, we've the systems that we've been adding to the loan process to simplify the borrower's experience. And in some cases, on refinances, um, I just did one, the data supported the value the borrower said. We are one of the few banks out there that can get what's called an appraisal waiver, meaning the system says, Okay, yeah, that value we agree based on what's in the database, so they don't pay for an appraisal. And it saved one local client uh, four hundred and fifty dollars.
0: Wow. He was very nice. he was very happy about that. That's good stuff, man. That's awesome. Hey, real quick before, we, before we run from appraisals, I want to touch on that mm-hmm. too, because I think that that's something that, um, that a lot of people uh, don't necessarily think about. And, and, um, and it's huge because I've heard of some veterans that have gotten, um, for, you know, lack of better words, screwed over, you know, for appraisals because it's, because, you know, the, uh, they're dealing with these people that, you know, are the sellers, right. That might have their own appraisers or, own like whatever and and sometimes they get run over with um with what comes back and have you heard or or actually have you seen in your experience any um any appraisals that have come in well over market value for a particular area you know and 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 if so or if not you know what is some advice that you can offer to um some of our veterans out there when it comes to an, an appraisal on a property. You know, should they should they try and buy something that comes under appraisal or or should they, you know, I don't know. Like what what advice could you offer them?
1: Well, the appraisals we have to order if it's a VA loan, we go through VA. VA assigns the appraiser so that the buyer or the seller or the loan officer has zero input on the results. And I've had realtors try to contact the appraiser and they flat tell them Fannie Mae regulation says, you can't talk to me. The only one that can converse with the appraiser is my underwriter, the VA underwriter. So that helps. Um, I had one, it, it came in, a, it was a short sale just recently in Florida. And it came, the appraisal came in $90,000 higher than they paid for. Wow. Nice. That's a a win. I just had one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's a gorgeous home, but it was a short sale. Uh, If a lot, if, well, there's the VA waiver form in part of the loan packet, say an appraisal comes in 10,000 lower, than the sales price, well, the, that form basically says if you two don't agree to either go with the lower value from the appraisal, the, bar, the veteran gets their earnest deposit back and they lose zero money if they cannot come together on the value. I did have that happen, oh gosh, last year that the seller was adamant that their home was worth more and all they had done was up, you know, done some upgrades on their home. The listing agent was trying to treat those upgrades the same as when you build a home and you say add granite countertops or you add tile floors. That are those upgrades count towards the value on a on a new construction they don't they do. count <laughs> on a wow. on a uh, existing property and this agent was adamant that wow. and he convinced the seller and so my client walked away and got his earnest deposit back and because it was way the difference was something that the Seller so goes well. I put all this money into the house, you know, wood floors, things like that. That you don't always get your money back.
0: No, you don't. You really don't. <laughs> it's like a percentage of your money back, and so, and that's one of the things that we, you know, we tell our listeners, you know, buy right, guys, and, and especially if you're going to be doing some, um, some rehabs, it, it, it is imperative for you to buy under market value because that's really what's going to raise that value in the end. You're not going to get your full money back, but you'll
1: increase no, it. No, but I've had people that buy a home that was the couple that owned it had owned it for 20 or 30 years and it still had the old wallpaper from when it, they bought it. They never upgraded the home. So a lot of times those homes will go cheaper so that you put that money into to bring it to current standards, you'll be okay.
0: Exactly.
1: Um, but depending on the area, they're selling it as though it was a completely up-to-date home and they get the price. And obviously that's California, which doesn't <laughs> have anything to do with reality. Right. <laughs> yeah. That market but, is
0: so overinflated. It's ridiculous.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, The only time that was really great is when the market crashed and clients were coming in and buying homes that were actually reasonable. Mm -hmm. And within a few years they had an additional 25% or more equity than they paid. It's that crazy. Right. So that's not a place that I'd really want to, uh, and the competition for homes right now, there's, it's really hard for individuals wanting to buy a house out, out on uh, California. That is true. Unless you go to smaller areas away from the bigger cities, then you're going to be okay. Right. But uh, yeah. So the appraisal basically—it's you know, even though the seller may say, "Hey, well, I've already got an appraisal. Say, well, that's nice. Hope you enjoy paying for it." <laughs> we can't use it. It has to be. Fannie Mae requires that on a, say, a conventional or FHA or VA, the appraisal has to be ordered by the lending institution. Right. We cannot use. So that protects the buyer. Fannie Mae put that one into place because from that market crash, appraisers, there were some lenders that were telling the appraiser what value they needed on the home and magically, that value came in, whether it was realistic or not. So that that's all changed. So all right. the, the appraisal issues a little is not is more of a non-issue now than it used to be.
0: Right. And I honestly, I heard that more appraisals now are starting to be digital. Have you heard anything about that?
1: Well, they get the the in the case of VA, they upload the appraiser will upload. The appraisal it is sent to the VA and then my underwriter will get notified that it's available through the VA web the, the link through VA so it's it's not a you know we don't get a paper copy until the borrower chooses and we send it to the borrower in an email in a PDF and it will so it'll stay electronic until the borrower chooses to print it off if they want to.
0: Right, right. No, I'm I'm sorry. I, what I meant was, um, but I heard a lot of appraisals now. There's not necessarily like the the standard appraiser that you would think, right? That person that like goes around and, you know, scopes out the area, looks at the property. Now it's, I hear that it's starting to become more digital. So, you know, it's like a now well, or something, right? They Just take a look at the area and you run the comps and it just spits you out a number on what it what it kind of assumes the the price well well,
1: that's what when we did the appraisal waiver for the individual recently locally it was based and it said well we agree with the system said we don't need an appraisal we agree with the value based on the data and that, that so in that case it was you know it was digital because no person ever touched it right
0: Wow, that's awesome. <laughs>
1: well, it saved the borrower that money, and he was really happy. that He was mm-hmm. great. He, he, it, we want the value he thought it was, and he didn't pay for an appraisal, so they were very happy, and that was on a refinance, which in some cases, we can on a purchase also get an appraisal waiver. Uh, it's the same electric, you know, digital, Okay. Nobody ever touches it. So, But that only, it doesn't happen on VA, just on conventional mortgages. Uh, okay, got it. Got it. But okay. yeah, we've, we've had several where the uh, buyer gets an appraisal waiver because based on the database, they go, oh yeah, the value is good. Mm-hmm. And so I've had several that close their home and don't get an appraisal. But they're, you know, they're. Uh, they think that the house is worth what they're paying for, and so by getting a waiver, that just
0: saves them the expense. Yeah, save them. So the in expense that case, they won't loans. get one. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Oh wow. Okay. Well, that's incredible, man. But, that's that's awesome. That is awesome. Well,
1: that's what you know. Some of the changes in in that Fannie Mae has been doing, mm-hmm. and it expedites the expedites the purchase process. So if we can get an appraisal waiver get their income through account check, get their employment and ink and their salary verified, we can close a loan in 10 days. <laughs> because the only thing we're waiting on is
0: at that point is title. Right. And the title that sometimes that can take a little bit, but, um, but in some uh, some it cases can. pretty quick. Yeah. So it's, the the things, the advances
1: that have been coming, you know, just recently have been, uh, well, it, you know, it's, it's closed faster. You know, if somebody says the seller's go, you know, they can close anytime they want and the buyer goes, great, you know, we can close, you know, 10 days early that they are. And if we can do all those steps that quicken the process, then we can close 10 days early is needed so Mm -hmm. it's
0: changing constantly yeah it's it's awesome and it's 2019 now and now we're like it it just seems like real estate you know 10 years from now is done completely different than and it's it's been doing now and i wasn't even into real estate 10 years but just from all the people that i've spoken to i mean it's impressive
1: well from when i've been in just the process the loan process, the, in the 13 years, I've, 14 years I've been here, to be able to send out loan documents electronically, let the borrower sign them electronically, then the system gives it back to us. I mean, we used to have to overnight the loan documents with a return envelope. They had to wet sign every piece of paper. And then send it back overnight and we'd pay for the overnight. So all this doing things electronically has cut an enormous amount of expense, you know, not having to overnight package, but that's when I started here, that's 14 years. It was all wet signed, hard
0: copies. So awesome. Wow. So, so it's can, great. Yeah, it's, it's incredible, man. It's incredible. So, so can you tell us, are there anything or is there anything else that's, uh, that's up and coming for the, uh, for VA loans now in 2019 Any any other new developments that, uh, that folks need to know about or is everything else? Well,
1: same? depending on the County where, you know, the loan limit is the 484, 350, the higher priced counties. Have gone up even more. Um, it's on a. There's the. I have a list that covers every single county in every state. And, but for the ones that aren't in the high dollar area, the fact that it's gone up to 44, 350, that and that allows the VA borrower to do 100% at that loan amount. So. Yeah, that's awesome. That's the big change—the the, you know the higher value. So that just made it right come through so much better. So.
0: But while that's a good change, we also encourage you to you know be smart and buy right because that can also come and bite you. Remember, it's a hundred percent financing, so you are getting that full loan from the bank, which means if you're buying at the height of the market value, right, and then it starts to drop. 25% a year from now that that's still money you owe to the bank. So it makes it imperative for you to get educated. All right. And to buy smart, please. Like the individual that bought the short sale,
1: it took four months for that to happen. It uh, To get it because the, the bank that had the note, uh, for whatever reason, they took forever, but he was patient. He says, I'll live in an apartment. I got a month to month. I don't care. When it finally went through, then we closed it very quickly for him. And so in his case, he was in position to, to wait for that property. So if you do see a short sale, it may take longer, but the chances of getting a house under appraised value like he did. That's a good deal. If you have, you know, if your family's not waiting for you to get there, uh, in his case, um, his family was still up at his old duty station and they, and they had, they owned the home. So they were fine waiting while he had to already go down because he had his orders. Right. So, in this case he didn't mind waiting four months because he ended up getting, you know, eighty thousand dollars of equity. hmm
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, that's definitely an amazing uh victory there. And it's a gorgeous home. It's be, beautiful down in Florida. I believe it. I mean you can pick up some short sales sometimes for you know for really cheap, but they'll be good buys. And for those of you who don't know what short sales are, those are bank owned properties. So a lot of times, right when a property goes into foreclosure um, and the bank takes it back from the per, from the uh, uh, owner, um, that bank will look to get that property off their portfolio because it's sitting there and it's an asset that's not performing. So a lot of times, they there's
1: a different of- a, sh- a short. Let me. The short sale and a foreclosure are two different animals. Foreclosure is when the person's out of the house. The short sale is when. In this case, the seller was still living there and they were reducing, you know, it was selling for less than the, that they owed than their loan was. So that's where the, that's where the bank negotiates, you know, the seller negotiated a sales price with my client and then the bank had to say, okay, we can live with getting say three quarters of what he owes. But that's the difference on a short sale. Foreclosure is, you know, you're out, you're done, you know, and then the bank owns the house. And depending on the property, getting a, a foreclosed property can be another huge
0: savings.
1: If the bank just wants to get it off their books, right? And so they may sell it for less than what the the, the note was on it. So.
0: All right, all right. That's yeah, the difference there. Clarification, I appreciate it. Definitely, uh
1: yeah. yeah. So, it, in those cases, it takes the patience. Mm-hmm. But you, in the individual, you know, checks the market, does a little homework, say, okay, this is way under value, but it may take, you know, three or four months to get this all cleaned up and so I can buy it. But in his case, he's saying, you know, I don't care, I'll wait. and he, was quite happy when he found out what even the realtor couldn't believe the value he the price he paid for it.
0: Yeah, that's that's a really big one. That's awesome. Oh yeah,
1: so definitely a win, and we got him a good rate. And mm-hmm. so, but that's what I do. If if somebody says, you yeah, know, I'm going looking this market, and all of a sudden there's a bidding war. That's when you turn around and walk away.
0: Yes. Do not get into bidding wars, guys, especially not with the way the market is now. If you're buying a VA loan on your house, don't do it. Just avoid all bidding wars. Go find another place.
1: (laughs) Yes. It, you know, sometimes people are under pressure because they're, you know, need to move their family and things. I understand that, but I've had several people that, um, certain areas up in Colorado now, Bidding wars are almost the norm. And so it's, uh, yeah. it's, and it's, and the, so he's still renting because he can't find one that he feels is the reason, you know, the value is worth what he's, what he paid for the home.
0: Right. But he's probably, probably smart on him, though. You know, I mean, if he's not in the rush, you know, you'll, he'll find Well, it.
1: he's gotten, he's, he's found four houses and been outbid every time. Wow, Whew. that's that's a lot of fortitude right there. <laughs> yeah. So he just, you know, he's he's smart. He's going, you know, good for him. I may not buy a house. I may just keep renting, but I'm not going to overpay. Right. And I agreed with him. I said, you know, I'd love to have the business, but I also don't want you to make a mistake.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's what's more important there. so. so and I scene.
1: will tell clients I have turned down business. You know, I said, this is not in your best interest. I don't think you should do this deal. I will turn it down and give an honest answer. There you go. All right. I'm in the business to make a living, but I'm also here to make sure that my clients receive the best care that I can give. So yeah, I've turned down business. Wow! If it's not in their best interest, I'll will tell them. I go, you know, you may not want
0: to do that. You may not want to do that. <laughs> exactly. Oh man! And I'll I'll and I'll be up front and say, don't. Right, and that's and that's important, man. That is absolutely important. But um, but that's why that's why you're the best, Bernie. That's why you're the best, and that's why we uh we love you, VA Lone Yoda, man. And guys, make sure that you reach out. And get in touch with Bernie. We'll make sure that you have all his uh contacts in the show notes page. But um but Bernie, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. We're running out of time here. So we're gonna uh cut it My off. My pleasure. Here. Is there anything else that you uh, that you want to say to the guests that you haven't yet? Thank you for your service. Amen. Amen. All right. Bernie, you're the best. Thank you so much again, man. And I'll, uh and we'll we'll catch you later. We take
1: care let's enjoy this new
0: year all right let's do it (laughs) take
1: Uh, care
0: all right all right hey what an amazing time thank you so much va loan yoda for shedding some light on the va loan changes this year as well as the lending process if you guys need some help va loan yoda is a great resource and his contact information is in the show notes page as well uh, a couple of our folks have used him, and he's been a great help. So reach out to him, and also reach out to us if you're ready to get started and you are tired of waiting for your 2019 to start. You know you're you're ready to invest, and you're ready to put your money to good use, so let's go, all right? Get started with us. Start the Spark program. Head to our our Facebook page. Head to our website, www.ActiveDutyPassiveIncome.com text adpi right alpha delta papa india to uh tech 444 999 and text to schedule a call with me so we can get you started and on your journey all right i'll catch you guys later